If you're an artist and you've always wondered how to get involved with selling your art direct to the customer by way of outdoor festivals and events, well then today is the show for you because I have Dana and Troy Mounier of Pacific Fine Art Festivals. They're going to talk to you a bit about their journey and how you can be successful in exhibiting your own art to the masses. This is episode 90 of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring you the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, and valuable resources. Art marketing, along with decades of experience, to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Greetings, friends and listeners. Sonia Paz here, your friendly artist and marketeer with the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. And I know that many of you have asked over the last several months about how to get started with outdoor exhibits and shows. Because I know that I've told many of you that if you want to start to do this, you should apply earlier in the year. You don't apply for a show in July in June. You have to start getting on the ball straight away. And who better than to talk to you about this today is Dana and Troy Mounier from Pacific Fine Art Festivals. I have them on the show and I've known them for a long, long, long time. I started doing shows back in the late 90s and early 2000s. They were on the forefront of many of these shows that we did. I am excited to have them on the show today, and they're going to talk to you about their journey and how they got started in this amazing, amazing events and promotion business. The great thing that I love most about the shows that they do is they're not just, they don't do just the giant shows where you have to have a 10 by 10 booth and a big giant setup. They actually focus and have quite an amazing presence in what I like to call the boutique exhibits, which are sidewalk exhibits. They will showcase artists throughout a town in a more modest setting. And this is really great for beginners. And I will tell you, I've done these type of shows and do not underestimate these type of shows because you can kill it with sales. And they're going to talk to you a bit about that. So without any further ado, I would love to welcome Troy and Dana Mounier to the show today. Hey, Dana and Troy, thank you so much for being on the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. How are you? Fantastic. Hi, Sonia. Good. We're super excited to be here with you. Oh, thank you so much. I, and I know that you two are insanely busy with shows and stuff, but I really appreciate the time that you've slotted out to, to talk to me and for our listeners to learn more about what you do in promoting fine art festivals. We're so happy you asked us, and we're, we think it's a very important thing that you're providing. So, um, you know, good for you, and welcome to all your listeners. Tell us about Pacific Fine Arts. Where, how did you get started in this crazy and wonderful 
um, service and promotions that you provide fine artists? Well, a little background. Um, my folks are artists and I've been, I was with them at art shows since I was about 18 months old, sleeping under a frame. Ah. When uh, my sister and I were a little bit older, we do lunch runs and help with set up or tear down or booth sitting. And then in 2000, we were offered uh, to come on as a partner with Judy Cunningham, who previously owned the business. Took about a day and a half before we decided yes. We were a young family and had to move, quit our jobs and move everything up to Northern California. We could have done it down there, but it just made sense to be up here when we were working with Judy. Sure. And um, closer to the events um, and just got rocking and rolling. So my other job before this sort of translated nicely because I was planning, believe it or not, it was it was sort of event planning, even though I was working for a private flight department, I had to help plan the trips for the passengers and for um, various needs for the aircraft. So I I was really surprised. I was really surprised by how it sort of worked out left brain, right brain. There was the organization and the customer service involved. So it was a nice gift to have that realization and then be able to just roll with getting the events going. Right. Wow. That's I had no idea that you were in that industry. That's pretty exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) Another podcast. We'll do that on another segment. Maybe. maybe. So so Judy, um, for those of uh, our listeners who aren't familiar with Judy Cunningham, did she, and I'm not quite sure, did she retire? She just um, moved on? She did. She was ready to retire. So uh, we worked with her for about two years um, and she consulted also at that point um, while we were getting it all, you know, under our belt, all the learning part under our belt. Silly thing to say because we're still learning, but you understand what I mean. And then she moved out to McCungie to be close to her, her kids who were adults by that time and she had grandkids. But she had the business was um, started in 1970. And then she owned it for about 20 years, uh, just before we came in. Yeah, she really grew it from uh, where it was and um, did a great job. Things have changed quite a bit from when she was here, though. Um, The whole idea of the Internet exploded, social media. There's so many things that have, you know, have been brand new for us to learn. Oh, right. It's been exciting. Well, I remember the days of um, getting into any kind of exhibit or show, you had to you had to send slides in. <laughs> and yes, that's and true. so that was probably the 70, 1970s and up to probably about mid 90s. Now it's agree, it's a lot yeah. more it's a lot easier now for folks to be able to submit in for, you know their work and things like that. Now you focus on northern California and this vicinity. Do you go out of state for doing shows? We don't. We we have had an event in Nevada. Um, that's the farthest we've gone, and that wasn't that far. It was Reno, but we have been in California. We've had a request here or there for an event in I think it was Idaho, but just the idea of that long of a trek and trying to do what we do with our current nineteen shows and something like that was just beyond something I could think I could manage. Yeah. So, yeah, we stick to California. We have mostly the Bay Area, Lake Tahoe. We have one event in Mammoth Lakes and one in Oxnard down near Ventura and Los Angeles. 
All right. And how many shows do you do a year that you produce? It, it, I think the most we've done is 23. This year's 19. Holy cow. But, you know, that also, <laughs> when, when we started um, with Judy, there were, I think that's when we had about 23. They were the smaller events. And there were only the two big ones we did, the California Strawberry Festival and San Carlos Art and Wine. And since then, we now have six of those. I call them the big events. You know, the big, big festivals with music and, yeah, the art and wine, yeah, the art and wine shows. So the amount of time that those take, as opposed to those 21 small events, is enormous. It's It's a big, yeah, it's a big difference. So we're busier, even though we have fewer events than when we started with Pacific Fine Arts Festival. Holy cow, that's amazing. I say that every day when I'm done. Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) So define, because I know what a large festival is, I know what a small one is, or a smaller show. Explain what the differences are to the listeners and so they can understand. So, because I'm positive a lot of folks are going to connect with you once we're, once the show airs. Explain what the differences are between those two. When we say, this is coming from our perspective, other promoters probably have other definitions, but for us, I consider our smaller shows what we call our sidewalk shows. Those are anywhere from 20 artists and crafters to about 100. We set up on the sidewalks in spaces that are about four foot deep by about 15 foot long, and we do need to be flexible because people who park at the curb need to be able to get onto the sidewalk. We share the space with the customers then who walk between the artist's displays and the merchants. So these, you're referring to downtown areas that have lots of sidewalk merchants and that type of thing. That was a good point. I'm sorry I'd forgotten to say that. Yes. So we're, this is, I'm referring to our Menlo Park event in April and September or our Montclair Village in Oakland event in uh, June and September. We have one coming up just this month, next week in Belmont at the Carlmont Village Shopping Center, and that's one of our smallest ones. So there are more quaint events. We call them boutique events because there's not not a bit the other distractions that are involved with those big festivals, which are part of the fun of the big festivals. You know, the music and the food and the entertainment. This sure. is strictly arts, the artists and crafts focus. It may, it will be, it'll be a slower pace, fewer patrons coming, but you also don't have throngs of people pushing, you know, along so that they can't see your booth. Right. Um, as sometimes happens at those big, great, well-attended events. For a lot of people, this is a nice uh, venue because you have a longer display space, uh, more time for people to spend visiting with you because they aren't pressed to get to the next music event or next music performance for example it's great for the downtown they these extra people coming in to see the event then spend their money at the local restaurant or see a new business they may not shop there that weekend but remember that hey there's this great new shop in menlo park i hadn't seen before i'm going to come back right so there's some wonderful aspects about the sidewalk shows that people may not know it can be if you're used to setting up a 10 by 10 space and closing your walls at the end of the day at the big art and wine fairs, it's different at these events because we do need to take our product at the end of the day. Generally, displays can stay up. So there is that extra work involved, but it can be worth it. 
something to think about. Definitely. Now, those are those just a two-day, like a Saturday-Sunday, or do they run Friday, Saturday-Sunday, or they just vary? It varies. Oh, okay. It does. It yeah. varies. I'd say the majority of them are three days. Um, we have several that are two days. The majority of them are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they're the two days. Now, let me also say our Lake Tahoe events are 10 by 10 spaces. Those are, we consider them small events too, because there's fewer than 50 artists at them, but they're set up in a parking lot and one's at a kind of a park and all those allow for the 10 by 10 spaces. So those stay up overnight. Okay. Yeah. And I've done, when I did shows, I did both. I, I did sidewalk related ones. I did the full blown on, you know, closing down the whole downtown with a 10 by, well, I would do, I think I did 20 by 10. 10 by 20. We, yeah, we yeah. worked yeah. together at those. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. these are amazing, amazing um, venues for not only people who've been doing this for decades, and um, we'll get into that afterwards, but this is also really great for new artists and up and coming. Tell our listeners how, you know, how, how should they prepare for getting started with just any type of outdoor exposure, outdoor exhibit? How would they prepare? You know, I think one of the best suggestions is go to these outdoor events, whether it's going to be a sidewalk show of ours or um, a big art and mind festival. You get an opportunity to see how people are displaying their work. I think that's, I know that's one of your questions that is very important. If an artist isn't busy, go talk to the artist. Ask them, how did you get started? And did you start off using pro panels or was there a less expensive but just as effective and aesthetically pleasing way to display the artwork? Because as we know, pro panels, for example, are beautiful, professional, but expensive. Right. Um, and I think for the, the new artists coming out to display their work, that isn't feasible. And we don't want that also to prevent someone from being interested in participating. So that's one thing. That's just the display. But they can ask about, you know, how they market themselves. And I think a lot of artists are willing to share this. It's, they've been through a lot, and uh, to be able to pass some of that along can be a, a nice thing to do. And um, let's see, so what else, honey, do you think? Well, I think, Sonia, one of the great features or aspects of our show schedule is the flexibility it offers not only to the general public but to the artists. And like Dana was mentioning, we've got those big art and wine festivals where we literally close down you know, the downtown area take over five city blocks set up and there's a lot going on. Now those events sell out from our artist perspective and they're very well attended, but a lot of our artists also, Sonia, prefer the sidewalk events where the streets aren't closed. It's a little more intimate. You can get to know the artist. You can get to know your customers right. a, a lot more. Um, you've got a little more time to spend with everybody and it offers the uh, the artists some flexibility. We have a lot of artists that enjoy the change of pace that it offers. You know, the big events where, frankly, you know this, Sonia, you're not getting a lot of sleep that weekend. Yeah. Oh, no, not and, at all. <laughs> uh, on, and it's just the sidewalk events offer a, a more laid-back atmosphere. And, um, you know, the, the artists really enjoy it. And it also offers them some more creativity as far as how they're going to display their work and set it up. And Dana mentioned, yes, there may be a little extra work as far as taking your work home with you at night. We do encourage that. 
and you can usually leave your display out. But, um, you know, that the other aspects, the positive stuff that the sidewalk shows offer, you know, kind of counter that little one negative thing. And Trey had mentioned um, the chance to get to speak with your customer a little bit more. And we know that when it comes to sales, people want a little piece of you, don't they? So they want to oh, yeah. have a story, a story to go with the artwork they're taking home. When you have a little more time to spend with the customer, you do have that opportunity to share and sort of attach yourself to the piece that they're buying, which, you know, I think sends them home happier and maybe even with one or more pieces. So that's always good. And Dana's right. As a new artist, I would recommend it's easy to go to an art and wine event, right? I mean, they're more publicized and people know about them. And, but as a new artist, also, you might be a little intimidated by the size of that event. So it's uh, good to know that there, we offer other types of events. We offer more casual events, sidewalk events, um, where a lot of, it's funny when people get started, they think, well, no, I, I can only do the 10 by 10. And we all know that's not true, right? So, right. I mean, people oh, yeah. just will know that's all I'm comfortable with. Right. And then once they go to one of our events in Oakland or Mimbo Park or, you know, up in Tahoe, and they see what these people have done with how they've displayed their work, it kind of opens up their eyes and they say, well, oh, yeah, I can, wait a minute, I can do that. And I have people ask uh, who are new doing the sidewalk shows. We've got images we can send out to showing you know, here's what somebody with similar type work, whether it's ceramics or jewelry, how or uh, paintings, for example. And if somebody has grids that they use, we can say set them into triangles. That helps with the windworthiness, stability, that sort yeah. of thing. Right. Um, and there's other suggestions we have. So you're not alone when it comes to figuring out how to do this. Call for us for resources, or or like I said, visit an event, talk to the artist, or if you are shy and don't want to talk to them, at least look and see what how they do it. It could help get those creative juices flowing. Definitely. And be at a big art and wine event or a sidewalk event to the new artists out there thinking about doing this. The biggest piece of advice I can give you is bring weights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely bring weights. Bring Don't weights. think that those five pound water jugs are going to do it. No, 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 no. Bring no. weights. Yeah. 20, 50, hundred pounds. Cause yeah. you never know. It, it could be the most calm day in the world. But here comes one little gust of wind. It doesn't happen often, but it don't really only has to happen well, once. So with our weather pattern, yeah. with our weather pattern right. changing, we are seeing more wind gusts. Yes, we are. I mean, we're at a snow day today. Our kids <laughs> didn't have to go to school today because they got snowed out. Yeah. So. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I I remember years and years and years. I mean, I've done enough events to where you'll see someone's entire ten by ten hit one of these Northern California gusts of wind, and all of a sudden that thing is raised five feet. It's frightening. Yeah. You know? I always say the first person who tells me, or not the first person, but the person who tells me that they're fine, they've been through wind before, is the first person whose wake, uh, tent is going to move or go down. And just times the dollars, that's what happens. Bring weights. Yeah. So it never hurts to add more. Just right. add more. Yeah. Just more. And some people say, well, I just don't like the look of them or whatever. I've even been next to people with big dumbbells that are bungee cord to their grid or to their display. And they would always ask me, oh, do you mind? I'm thinking, no, you feel free to bungee at mine too if you want to. There are oh, tricks no. to make those prettier too. Just find a nice pillowcase to put them in. You know, right. there's other things you can do. And actually it's a good suggestion, by the way, because people see a dumbbell, they'll take it. If they see a bag, you know, a pillowcase, 
that's not going to be taken away. Yeah. So you know, little tricks of the trade there. Right. I know all the magic behind the scenes and and that was one of the things too, since you mentioned pro panels, because that's what I use because yeah, they were expensive, but I would say that they paid for themselves the first show I had. So I look at it as I was yeah. winning from the get go. But for me, you know, I, I got myself into a budget. That was what my, my plan was. I went to a couple shows. I actually had contacted my friend, Carrie Lonsby, who was doing shows at the time. And I, um, when our group disbanded from Adobe, I was selling art part-time on eBay and doing really, really well. And I thought, I want to do this. And this was in 2002. And so I called her, I said, would you mind if I came over, we set up your display and I can hang my art just to get some photos. <laughs> she said, sure, come on That's over. Great you know, if artists have the ability to do that, or if you know someone, just be kind and ask or, you know, schedule it to see if that's something that can work for you. But that's what you, you need to show a booth photo. I want to talk to you about that too, of the requirements of what's needed to, to showcase your work to apply. And I had my booth photos. I had my art photos. I had a photo of me, you know, in my studio working in action per se. So that was one of the things that once you get the hang of starting to apply, it's really great. But when you have the opportunity to connect and talk with other artists at shows and ask them questions, of course, like you said, and I've told my listeners and told people over and over again, if you go to an exhibit or if you go to a show and you want to connect with an artist, be respectful of their time because not, they're not there to hang out and just enjoy the beautiful California weather. They're there to make sales and to pretty much crush it, hopefully, with their artwork. But there's the questions that I tell people to ask is, you know, how do you like doing the shows? What do you think is a benefit? Just some just some informational stuff. And that's why I thought bringing you on today, of course, is an amazing value for a lot of these folks. Now, a lot of people say, I don't like applying to shows because there's so much paperwork and every show is different. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, you go to a apply for any kind of thing, whether it's a credit card or a job or a class, you're, there's always going to be some type of prerequisite and a, and a process to registering. Tell the artists how important it is for them to make sure that their, their application packet being as thorough as possible is important. Well, I think you just said it. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> That's exactly, exactly what it is. And that was, it really helps in the office. Because there are some folks who don't quite have it together, and the amount of time spent not only once, but twice or three times having to connect with them to get what we need could better be spent else. Well, it's not better, obviously, because we're completing their packet, but it's just, it would be really helpful if people would, would very carefully read all that information. We try not to add anything into the application that is useless information, we do recognize there's a lot of information in there. And we also recognize there's applications for lots of shows are due all at once and they most often are different. So it can be confusing and overwhelming and all of that. But you're right, Sonia, just if you could read it all and then make sure when you're stuffing the envelope or sending the email that you make sure that checklist is complete. Right. Send an email if you have a question, give a call. But it would it really helps to have a complete application arrive in the office. It also gets you 
your application packet ready for the time the selection committee starts meeting. So that's that's really important because you don't want to miss going out with that first round. Right. You brought something up, Sonia, about somebody getting started in the in the art industry as an artist. And you brought up a good point. You know, it may seem maybe overwhelming or intimidating at first, but I don't care what it is in life. If you're taking up a new sport like snow skiing or trying to learn a new language or math or well math's a bad example because that's <laughs> yeah never mind <laughs> why but, do you why do you think you know, that i'm an artist <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> math is not but my I, thing. Know, I tell my kids the world is math you know like yeah. it or not the world is math but you know everybody once you get it under your belt a little bit it gets easier and after the first couple of shows and especially after your first season the second season will not seem as daunting um, you'll like it more. It'll be easier, and hopefully by then you're you're in your wheelhouse. You make a little more money. But that said, when it's time to apply to shows, even though you may have been with us for a decade and we know who you are, the jury does not know who you are because there's always different people involved in the jury process. So they want to see your work. And as an artist, a lot of you guys are always creative and coming up with new things. Well, we need pictures of those new things because if you signed up last year with something that you're not doing this year, well, we need to know that. So it is important to look through that application. I think the, the question we get most asked is, where do I park? Well, all that information's in there. So, <laughs> and we're happy to tell and, we're, we're happy to tell you again yeah. that just it would be helpful if you refer to the Massive right. amount of paperwork I've sent to you and spent hours on. <laughs> and Dana brought up a good point. Yes, there's a ton of information in there. Right. But it all has a purpose. It yeah. all comes from either the city or somebody we're working with or there's rules. And so we have to tell you those rules. And one of the big ones, the new ones, is the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Hey, yeah, not only do you have to have a fire extinguisher at these events, it's got to be up to code, which means it needs to be serviced within the last year. Right. Well, we have a lot more information with yeah. on that. That's a new one. Yeah. And that's not required the sidewalk shows. That's just it's not yet. for when you have the tent. <laughs> that's the newest and new. Oh, wow. Wow. See, yeah, I didn't even hear about that one. That one. And one thing, I can't remember where this applies in our conversation so far, but about the application, well, maybe here, about the applications, be honest in your photos. What I mean by that is don't send in a picture for your display of a pared down display. We want to see what it's going to look like at the event. So, right. and, and if you're applying with one thing, don't throw in jewelry, you know, <laughs> at the last minute. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> no, because it does, hap it does happen. And um, the selection committees work hard to balance the show as, as best as they can and when there's extra jewelry coming in um, first of all they may not have approved it had it been something they've seen um, but what's the word I'm looking for it is diminish it oh, shoot it diminishes the opportunity for sales for those other folks who are jewelry boots for example who were accepted with the jewelry boots so right, right. anyway um, just just make sure that you're being honest with your with what you're sending in Absolutely. Now, you, um, you, there was two things, and Troy had mentioned there was um, juries and committees. So, I, I know that it's this isn't your, you're not the the final say. You're not the one that says you're in or you're out. 
you have to report and you have to um, work with the cities and municipalities. There's usually a jury or a board on those events that want to have a say in everything. So talk a little bit about, I know that's a really loaded question. <laughs> it's sometimes painful to answer. Yeah, but... <laughs> we'd rather not. <laughs> so, no, but the thing is, is what you said is partially accurate. The, the smaller events, so we've got two applications. One's called the general artist application. And I call it that because those are our smaller events that I do the selection for for what we call the six show application. And that's the, the events like the Mountain View, a la carte and arts, California Strawberry Festival, Los Altos Arts and Wine, Menlo Summer Fest, San Carlos Art and Wine, and Half Moon Bay Art and Pumpkin Festival. Those six are separately selected events. So those go to jury, uh, selection committees. Ah. Um, sometimes it's the, for example, Half Moon Bay Beautification Committee does the selection for that. Some of the others are done by a different selection, or they are done by different selection committees. Sometimes there are rules coming from the chamber for those selection committees. Like, you know, we don't want to have nudity depicted, period. We have one that's like that. Some others say uh, they don't want to have like a knife. If you've handcrafted a knife, they don't want to do that. Some don't want depictions of, of guns or toy guns. So, there are, in addition to, oh my goodness, when it comes to these different events, there are different space sizes too. So those have to be considered while looking at everybody because there's only so many of each kind of space size available. I'm talking about 10 by 10s or those more narrow spaces at some of these big events, the 5 by 10s, um, 5 by 20. So there's a lot that goes into it besides trying to just balance medium and, I'm sorry, each media and make a nice looking event. It's an ever changing, challenging puzzle. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Those, those changes aren't permanent, but mm-hmm. change is. Yeah. To quote yeah. That's, 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 that's Rush. That's Rush. The, yeah. the band Rush. So. so when you, you know, I know that you have lots, you have several dozens of people who have been with you from day one or have been with you a you know, decade or two. Right. And so, and I'm just asking this question because I'm kind of just curious, but there, do you ever get someone who's been with you for so long that a jury committee does, doesn't want at that show or how do you deal with that? That, that can happen. Um, that does happen. Yeah, it can happen. What do we do about that? So, well, we try to massage the situation. It, it, we're going to do that on a case by case basis. Yeah. And um, try to be honest with both parties, but there are some juries. Juries have been consistent about this. They want to see a little variety each year. Right. If you've been, you just can't take it for granted. I know that's hard on some, because this is a lot of these people, this is their full-time profession and they count on having this show. Mm-hmm. But um, if our hands are tied and the jury says, you know, no, you know, waiting list or not at all. Often those people who are reapplying year after year are doing well, which is part yes. of the argument with the selection committee if they aren't selected. Like um, the customer likes them so in this venue. So, and we know. like commission checks. Yeah. Right, right. So it, that's not the be-all, end-all. You know, the event needs to look nice, but, um, you know, that's part of it. That, that is, though, Sonia, that would be a case-by-case basis, show-by-show. Because I am, um, 
you know, being that I've been doing this podcast, it's sort of gotten a lot of questions asked, you know, hey, Sonia, I, I saw you when you used to exhibit and 2004, 2005, or whatever the case is. And, you know, I've been doing shows and recently I've not been able to do one that has really helped me out. And how do you do it? And my thing is talk to the promoter. <laughs> the best thing you can do is open up those lines of communication to ask the question. Don't, don't go on social media and start slamming the event. And I think, oh, don't get me started on yeah. that. But, oh, wow. you that's know, a good way to not be invited back to the yeah, event. That's ever. exactly. Okay. I said, wow. don't do that. What goes on there stays on there. And you're shooting yourself in the foot. Don't be, you know, I don't want to tell someone, don't be an oh, idiot. But it is. Well, it is. Yeah, unprofessional, for sure. I mean, I can even, I, when I was in downtown Campbell and I had the gallery there, I belonged to the board, which is a merchant's board, and we started doing what was called the Third Friday Art Walk, which was mo once a month, and it was every third Friday. And I ran that for seven, seven years, something like that. And Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> and, it, and it was, they, they came, they, they would come from six to nine. It was super easy. There was a, a little checklist, bring a table, tablecloth, just enough stuff for three hours, just enough, just small enough table space because we we're going to put you, the weather was rainy, we would put them inside of a, mer a merchant who had a larger space. Or if it's summery, you know, and it's nice outside, we'll have you be right outside of the merchant. And, you know, you get your, your share of people, oh, I didn't like that space because no one came by or, you know, I, I sold one CD or I sold one pair of earrings or whatever. And my thing was, well, were you even talking to the customer? So with all of that kind of stuff is why I started to do the podcast and started to write blogs about how to interact and how to sell and not be overwhelmed and how to talk and engage and blah, blah, blah. But that was such a small volume of people in a three hour three hours a month basically is is what what we did. But I mean, you're doing this. Well, I have a question. You've heard a lot. I have a question for you. Sure. How much did your personal wine consumption go up from <laughs> your experience directing that event? Oh Were you my. drinking a lot? Were you drinking a lot? No, but it, you know what? I will be completely honest. I mean. I owned twenty three hundred square foot gallery and down in the right in the heart of downtown Campbell. I had ginormous rent. I decided not to do shows while I had that. So when we decided to do yeah. when we decided to do the art walk, I said, Yeah, yeah, I'll take it on three hours a month. But no, it was not three hours a month. It was several hours a month because I needed to connect with who was showing up, which vendor wanted a guest artist there for the three hours and you know you know the whole thing. And then communicating uh, with the artist right. and don't flake and it's twenty dollars. It's twenty dollars, you know. And some people say, "Well, you know," but I may not sell anything. <laughs> well, I, you need to. I know it's twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah, well, but the wine yeah, consumption. So I wouldn't we'll say it was. So multiply that by you know a billion fold and, and put it on steroids. And right. we've, we've we've really. <laughs> We've really, I think, honed our, um, or at least we work very hard on our patients because... Um, well, Dana still has all her hair. Well, so it's, it's great. See, mine started falling fault. out. That, that was a problem. Oh, no. You know, I think it's, it's one of the things that's most 
fascinating from sort of a, I think the right word is sociological sort of standpoint is all of the different personalities and how to communicate with them and get what you need from them. I can't say I always enjoy that, but I think it's really been a wonderful gift from this business Yeah, um, to get to experience that. Uh, so you're right. There are, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff people don't know that happens, you know, yeah. that you're dealing with. Right. Trying and, to make things work. And, and I think people, they're in their own bubble, which is totally understandable. And it's about them, you know, and, and their business. And I think that makes sense. But then understand that we're working with up to, say, 250 artists who it's all about them. So right. <laughs> we've got to make it work. We've got to make it work the best we can for as many people as we can. And I tell you what, I keep trying, but it, I never is anybody always happy. Does that make sense? I said that sure, wrong. I never make it so everybody's happy. And that's not on purpose. I try really hard. Oh, no, I know. And um, and yeah. I'm going to tell you, from doing your shows, you two have got it going as far as, I mean, you've got Absolutely. walkie-talkies, you're communicating with one another. It's, <laughs> and it's almost like... You are from the 90s, aren't just, you? Those walkie-talkies are just props. They're don't, called, don't they're called cell phones now. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We, we found out that walkie-talkies, uh, people will ask, start asking you questions. So yeah. we just, oh, no, no, just cell phones. He, he makes me carry the main one now. So oh, uh, at events, I get all those. You have a clipboard and a walkie-talkie. You must yeah, know everything about the show. Yeah. Right. So and then, I try. At least, you know, it's like college. I know where to find it now. Yeah. Well, always just wear an earpiece. And when someone starts coming up to you, you're like, you say, oh, excuse me. I got the, I got this call here. I got, I got it. I'll come back to you. I'll send, I'll send, I'll send Troy over to take care of this. You know, speaking of that, everybody's, everybody's things are important and it's not that we don't want to hear them. It's just consider the way you're sharing it. And right. when you come with the problem, consider coming also with a solution and also coming with patience. Because we're on your side and want to help work out whatever the issue is. Um, right. But I know things can get heated and upsetting and all of that. But it's so much easier to try to work things out if we're calm and, um, you know, understanding that we're, we're trying to be helpful. Right. And I think sometimes you're right, people, it's all about me and my thing. And I'm not going to have any regard for my well, neighbors or whatever. It's just a toughie. Sometimes, sometimes people are just stressed. And it's not about, you know, I'm trying to be a jerk. It's just that if you're not used to this sort of stuff, it can be upsetting and um, it's hard to control emotions sometimes. So we're just, we just ask if, to take a breath and know that we want to help. It's just easier if we're not being yelled at. So I, you know, I really appreciate both of your input. This is just so amazing. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Now, for those seasoned artists and those, newbie artists who want to start getting out there and want to exhibit and they're in the Northern California area, how can they connect with you so that they can start showing their work? There are a number of ways. Um, I find the best way for me to communicate is via email. Uh, I am on my email at all hours and it makes it easier for me than having to be able to call someone back. We can do that too if that's the best way for people. Um, when it comes to applications, they can email asking for applications. We have a website. We are trying to get it um, updated. It's going to be a period of time. That, a work in progress. That it's a work in progress. But they are available on the website. 
And also some of the events, we don't have all of them on there, but some of the events are on Zapplication. So there's various ways. We can email a, a fillable PDF application. So if, if people don't feel comfortable using the computer, they can print it and handwrite everything in and mail it in. It can be completed on the computer and just attached to an email and sent back to us with all of the checklist items. It can happen through the application or we have printed applications we can mail out. So we try to available in different forms for people. Wow. You're, com- you're accommodating. That's, that's pretty cool. And what is your Thank website you. and are you on social media? Oh, yes. You can find our website, pacificfinearts.com. Our phone number is 209-267-4394. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter. Well, gosh, thank you both so much. This was so much fun today. It's just I'm just talking about all of this has sort of catapulted, catapulted me back about 10 years ago when I did the shows <laughs> and had the warm and fuzzies for being out there and making sales and having a really good time. And, you know, one of the things, too, is just meeting my fellow artists and seeing who, who else is out there and have made long-term relationships with so many of those people mm-hmm. in that journey. Thank you yeah. both it, so much. It is such a Absolutely. And Sonia, you know, I just want to say this. If there's something that I would like all the exhibitors who are, are, you know, future exhibitors who are listening to this, if there's something that we'd like them to get out of this time we've spent with you is Dana, had, you know, her parents have been artists for, her mom has been an artist for over 40 years, and that was their sole source of income. So right. she knows, yes. we know how much time you guys spend doing this and how much work goes into it. And when you're in your studio, you're usually by yourself, maybe the radio, and it's just you and your work. And we we get that. We understand that. And we, we know that the long hours driving to the show and setting up early in the morning and long days at the show. And rules at the show. And rules. But, you know, when, when we're at an event, be it a smaller event or a bigger event, if there's something uh, I'd like to tell you guys is we're really all in it together because the general public, that's how they view us. That's how they see us. It doesn't matter if you're a crafter with a more affordable item or a painter with, you know, $10,000 paintings. We're really all in it together. And the, the attitude that you bring to the event, the energy really spills over to your neighbors and, and throughout the entire event. And, Sometimes it's hard, but, you know, we, we're up there early in the morning with you guys, and we're trying to do our best. But the more positive we can stay towards one another, it's just going to be better for everybody in, in the long run. Right, and the customer feels that. So, yeah. you know, it's, that translates into your sales, yep. too. If you're feeling um, down, it's, it'll translate into your presentation to your customers. But Troy's right. It's a community, and uh, that's one of the wonderful things that you were talking about is oh, how you very rewarding. how you feel when you're there with your fellow artists, and it's a team. Yeah, um, that's exciting. That's right. All that hard work definitely equates to rock star, and we appreciate uh, the artists. We oh do. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Thank so. you very much for including us. Um, we're thrilled to be here and uh, to have this opportunity, this great opportunity to visit with you and to share. A little of what we know. Oh, no, it was a lot of what you know and your experience. So thank you both so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks thank again. You, Good talking to you. You too. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye.
Thank you so much again for Dana and Troy Mounier with Pacific Fine Art Festivals for being on the Rockstar Mentor Show today. All of their information will be in the show notes for today's episode. This is episode 90. And I encourage you to reach out to them if you're interested in doing shows, large or small. If you have additional questions, feel free to reach out to me as well. I will be back next week with more information and insight for you as a creative person, artist, or anybody doing design that wants to sell their work or anyone in small business that really want to rock it to the next level. Have a great week, everyone. Take care. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. I am your host, Sonia Paz, and I am thrilled to be able to offer you all of this great advice and experience that I have learned over the years in creating my own art business and developing products and getting my art out to the masses. Any support that you can provide for Rockstar Mentor Podcast, you can visit us at rockstarmentorpodcast.com. We have a variety of different platforms that our podcast is hosted on, such as iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. If you enjoy this podcast and you find value in it, please give us a review. It only takes a moment and it really helps us out on any of these platforms to let others know about our podcast. And of course, if you are an artist and you know other artists, please share this podcast with them. That way we can help other people manage, and excel in this creative art industry. We also have a Patreon page where you can support the show as little as a couple dollars a month. A little bit does go a long way, especially when you are supporting a podcast like ours where we are offering you great advice and freebie downloads. Sometimes it just helps with any of the logistical costs it takes just to host the show. All of the information for our show is listed on our website at rockstarmentor.com. We have everything from free downloads to you can listen to the podcast straight from the player on the podcast page. And of course, if you're not much of a listener and you're more of a reader, we do have great show notes in the blog section of the website. We also have a mastermind group that you can join in and sign up for via the website. This way, not only can you participate in some of the conversations, you can join in, give advice, or ask questions, and other artists will be there to help you out. If you'd like to know more about me and the artwork that I do, you can reach me at soniapaz.com. I have hundreds of products on my website from artwork that I've created that we have transformed into products. We want to help you do this too. Please do sign up on the website, get our VIP notifications, and stick with us. Listen and do subscribe. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and look forward to talking to you soon. <laughs>